EO Fire 1228. Serious people suck. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you looking for an all-in-one podcasting solution? Visit podcastwebsites.com and schedule a chat to see why podcast websites is for you. Ignite. Hiring but not sure where to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can find your perfect candidate today. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Light that spark, Fire Nation. JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Adam Griffin. Adam, are you prepared to ignite? I absolutely am, John. I appreciate you having me on. Adam is the author of The Guy at the Bar, and his writing's been featured on Inc., Men's Journal, Men's Fitness, and Lifehack. He builds entrepreneur communities across the country for Galvanize and is the former founder of BodyFit, a passion project turned fitness community of 500,000 strong. Adam, take a minute, fill in some gaps in that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. So um, I have been involved in entrepreneurship to to some degree uh, ever since, ever since college, really. That's when I started my first company. And so um, have spent probably the past decade of my life building, building companies, whether that's my own companies or, you know, building sales organizations for other technology startups. Um, and so that's, that's really been almost my entire career. And so right now, uh, building entrepreneurial ecosystems, like I said, across the country for, uh, an incredible, um, technology company called, uh, Galvanize where we teach technology education. And, uh, so doing that and, um, body fit, my, like you said, passion project gone, gone wild a little bit, uh, has been a blast. It's been something I've done pretty much on the side for the past three years or so, um, that, that started as just an idea of how do I get as many people moving as possible and blossomed into this pretty, pretty beautiful thing that I have today, which is, um, which is really its own little mini business of a half million People using apps across the country and across the world, and uh, a really awesome, uh, really awesome little passion project gone wild. Like I said, well, Adam, we are really going to be diving into your journey specifically as an entrepreneur. But let's take a minute and talk about today, present times, because Fire Nation, we are entrepreneurs looking to build viable businesses. You have a lot of cool things going on, but where do the dollars come in? Break it down for us how you generate revenue in your businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a big, uh, big fan of ca- passive streams of income. So a lot of the, the Pat Flynn uh, mentality and methodology. And so um, I personally uh, make money a few different ways, but um, BodyFit specifically, to, to touch on BodyFit, um, has a lot of free users. So we've got half a million free users that are using uh, apps and email and, and different products. And then we've got paid programs on top of that. So these are like paid fitness programs that are set fitness programs where people can purchase uh, online and just complete a fitness program at home. Um, and then on top of that as, as a way to kind of build the community um, tangibly in person, we actually run fitness retreats 
uh, in Costa Rica as well, several times a year. So, um, so yeah, and then uh, I, I write as well, and writing is is a paid hobby for me as well, both uh, as a contributor and, and as an author. So I, I just put out my first book last year and am well on my way to book number two. So, um, so yeah, I'm uh, like I said, passive streams of income are are a big thing for me. I like to think through how can I keep a business um, simple yet profitable. Um, and, and make as much impact as possible. So Adam, let's break this down. I want to go down your journey as an entrepreneur and you know, we're going to talk about the ups in a little bit, but I want to first start with the worst moment you've had to date as an entrepreneur. And we love and thrive on stories, Adam. <laughs> so take us to that moment and tell us that story. Sure. Can I, uh, can I ask ahead of time, can I give two of them? One's yeah. Gonna be, uh, perfect. So the, I, I would say the first one takes me back a ways back. Um, I had started a company in college that... Basically, I would hang these big flat screens in bars and restaurants and use those digital screens as kind of like digital media streams where you could run like restaurant specials and uh, local weather and yada yada. And it was it was effectively like an advertising medium. And so I started that company in college and then ran it after college for um, another year and a half. And I had raised... Uh, friends and family money to do so. And it wasn't some astronomical amount by any means, but um, not about a year and a half post-college, I decided to shut that business down. Um, and I, that overall experience was like terribly painful for me because mm. um, it was very much like, a, you know, I was 22, it was crash and burn. I, you know, had friends and family money. And I didn't, I just didn't, didn't really know where to go from there. Um, it was my first kind of big failure moment in life. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that was, uh, that was probably definitely my worst entrepreneurial moment. And I, um, actually ended up setting aside like a monthly payment plan to, uh, to, to pay back friends and family over the next three years of my life. So, um, it, now let me break in here for a second and ask the sure. friends and family thing. Now, when they invested with you, was it, they were loaning you money or were they investing in the potential future growth of your company? No, they were inv- investing in the, you know, the potential growth of the company and in me personally. Um, and so I think that that's where, friends and family money, you know, and I've been around hundreds of entrepreneurs over the past decade and friends and family money is that interesting period in a company where you're, you're really, it's very difficult to keep emotion and relationship out of the equation, which is why there's things like angel investors and VCs and, and different forms of capital, because to a degree you get to remove that, um, just that, that history. Right. Uh, and so, you know, ever since that, I'm not, I'm not necessarily against friends and family money, but I, I strongly caution people to explore all options when they're, uh, when they're raising money, if, if that's the route they want to go. Yeah. One thing I just want to clarify is how important it is for our nation to be so clear. I mean, if you are with friends and family and raising around, 
if they're just going to be giving you a loan, then yes, like you can come up with payment plans if that if that just crashes in the future and you will in the long run pay them back. But the reality is if they're getting into it with the hopes of making a massive return, you know, maybe a 10 bagger, maybe a thousand percent, whatever that might be then they're taking the inherent risk of investing in an entrepreneurial company that might go bust. So it should be very clear that, hey, if, if I do go out of business and if I fail, if me, Adam Griffin, fails as an entrepreneur with this business, you don't get your money back. These are things that need to be clear because you are not beholden. You know, they're not making a risk-free investment when you're raising friends and, and uh, family money the investment way. So just be very clear with how you're going about it. There's definitely some great resources out there that can help you out. And Adam, let's shift into your second worst moment. Oh, yeah. So the second worst moment, this is more of like a a practical, what the heck was I doing moment, (laughs) which uh, when BodyFit really first started to take off, we had launched our first app and I think at that point we had grown to 150,000 users. So not, uh, not inconsequential, not absurdly massive by any means, but it was a big deal to us, right? We were a little, little side project, um, that, you know, that, that reached a lot of people. And so at the time we had a technical team of two or three folks, you know, very small and, um, I think I think it started because I had gotten a customer service request from someone like, and I don't know if you've ever had this, but they're like, delete all of my data out of all of your systems, mm. like totally paranoid about their personal information. And oh, okay. so I, um, which was fine. And so I actually wanted to, 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 you know, actually do this woman right and then go in and delete her data from out of our database, you know, not just unsubscribe her from her email or whatever. And so I go into our database and I'm not terribly technical and should have never been in there in the first place. And long story short, uh, whatever button I thought I was pressing wound up deleting all 150,000 oh, of our users. I saw this coming. <laughs> oh my God, it was it was such a disaster. And there was a couple lessons learned there. Um, one, we hadn't backed up our database in like a few months. And like it was when all of our growth right. had happened. So like, you know, reverting back to our uh, previous version of the database was for the most part pointless. Um, and then two, it's, you know... When you're early in a startup and you're scrappy, um, you have to wear a lot of hats. Just make sure that whatever hat you're wearing isn't going to really royally screw up somebody else on your team's world. Because I was playing somewhere in a a sandbox I should not have been (laughs) playing in, per se. That is an incredibly painful, painful lesson. And one that, you know, I've really experienced on a small scale, not anything that big a scale, but I've definitely just been like going in and trying to adjust to like an image of my sidebar, then just breaking the whole sidebar and being like, what did I do? And it, Fire oh, Nation, sure. it is important. Like it's, it's not even worth my time to be doing that anyways. Like get the right people on your team, have them do the right things, be back up, be secure, do your thing, do it right. So this is just a oh. great lesson going forward. I mean, Adam, I love that you shared that story. I mean, I can just picture you being like, Why'd that woman have to request that at that moment in time? And like, that was oh, the, the reason. The sinking feeling oh. was so, so terrible. But to your point, um, especially, you know, for your listeners, you know, I imagine a lot of folks are on like 
WordPress right. or whatever other like CMS. Um, and a lot of folks will you you know you'll get custom uh, custom setups, so like a custom WordPress, for example. And you know that's all we've ever used is custom WordPress. And when you get custom like that, it is so easy for you, even as like an experienced, you know, WordPress user, just to use that example, to go in and think you're, you know, what you're doing, but it's so easy to break something once you get beyond, you know, templated sites and you get into actual custom, uh, CSS and, and whatever. Um, it, it becomes a lot easier to break when you've had, you know, more hands uh, in that cookie jar. Ugh, lesson learned, Fire Nation. Hopefully for you, the easy way, listeners. Now, Adam, let's do a little bit of a shift and talk about another moment in your journey. This one's an epiphany, a light bulb, an aha moment that you've had, and you've had a ton of these, but what's the story that you're going to tell us, Fire Nation, It's going to resonate with our entrepreneurial listeners, and take us to that moment and tell us that story. My biggest aha was... It was kind of spread out over a few months, but it started with reading the book, uh, The $100 Startup. Uh, I'm not positive if you've read that, but it was, um, in a lot of ways, it was a paradigm-shifting book for me because everything I had ever done or been a part of entrepreneurially at that point um, was either venture-backed or, like I said, friends and family or spending my own money, which I had at that point spent... Uh, not an insignificant amount um, on companies before. And so reading The $100 Startup, which which just to give the premise is, um, I guess in short, what I took away from it was that you do not need or have to have significant resources to simply get started. And so that is kind of what spurred BodyFit actually is after that, reading that book, I took a little bit of a personal challenge and I was like, I wonder if I could kickstart this little side project that I'd been thinking about for less than a hundred bucks. And so that led to me building out what, uh, what became body fit. And I kind of kept that personal challenge going. Like I had gotten to a point where I'm like, I want to see how much money literally I can not spend on building a business and how big I can get it. And so, um, <laughs> So I just bootstrapped the heck out of it. I launched revenue products from the beginning. So we've always been profitable. Um, and I found ways to grow the company that didn't cost us a dime. So I've never spent a penny on advertising other than maybe testing some things here and there, but nothing, nothing an actual advertising budget, right? And so... Um, the way I've grown BodyFit and my personal brand really has has always entirely been on um, just partnering with companies that are larger than you. They, they can be, bring a really big audience to, to your then small audience. Um, and that um, just kind of building myself in the company as um, – as bigger brands than we really are. And it's, it's not that difficult to do in the days of, uh, the internet and social media. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, that, that was my big aha moment was like, wow, you really can grow a company into something real without putting, you know, a bunch of VC dollars behind it. And without, you know, having to, uh, survive off of paid advertisements and, and so on and so forth. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a very big aha moment that took place over a few months, but it totally changed the trajectory of 
um, both body fit and the way that I view kind of businesses in general. I love that book, and I can remember when it was published back in 2012, the summer actually, and that was the summer I was launching EO Fire, and I was looking to go big in a lot of different areas, and that book really did kind of open my eyes up to say, hey, it's all about the runway. Like, How long can you extend your runway out, Fire Nation, before you run out of money? Because most of the time, entrepreneurs fail because they run out of money. The idea is still great. They still have the excitement and the energy. We just don't have the funds and the dollars. So I said, hey, I'm going to reshift some things. I'm going to take my runway from 10 months and bump it out to 24 months by just doing some smart things financially and really launch this thing a lot more bootstrapped than I was originally going to. So great book, great lessons. And Adam, what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? This is something I still struggle with and have my whole life is I spread myself way too thin. Um... I've always been good at going wide instead of deep. And so as I am now in my 30s and I and I kind of, one, reflect back on the past decade of my life, but two, um, I will call it reflecting forward into what I want the, my 30s to look like, is I want to go deep instead of wide. And so I've spread myself thin for virtually my entire career now. Um, and so I, I've just been, the past several months really in particular, I've been hyper-focusing on on what I would call reverse engineering my life and saying, okay, you know, if I fast forward 10 years, 20 years, what is it that I want my world to look like? And how do I reverse engineer it from this day to make sure it looks like that? And I think when you do that, um, it becomes very, very apparent that going wide almost always is not the route. It's the the people that that make you know leave these ripples in the world. They just go deep into mm-hmm. one passion and and uh, and they make the most of it. Well, I think a great analogy for that, Adam, is just that visualization of going one inch wide and one mile deep, as opposed to, as you said, Adam, you know, one mile wide and one inch deep. I mean, just picture all those little impressions you're making one inch deep. Nobody notices those. Nobody cares. That's just one inch over this wide swath. People care about the one mile uh, one mile deep and that one inch wide. And guess what? Those that don't care aren't your audience anyways. The people who care will really care because you're going to dominate that area. Now, Adam, what is the one thing that has you most fired up today above everything else? Kind of funny timing of that question, just relative to this conversation, actually, is um, meditation is actually a big thing for me right now. And it's actually very, very new. Um, You know, being in the entrepreneurial world, meditation certainly isn't new to me conceptually. Um, You know, it's been espoused by, you know, any and every big name out there. But me personally, I've, you know, I've just always kind of written it off as, eh, it's whatever. Um, and so I never gave it a fair shot until, until I've had these moments of realization uh, that I was just speaking to, which is this, this need to go deep, right? And to do that, to a large degree, you've got to like empty the clutter from your head to understand what that one mile deep looks like. Um, and so I have been incorporating just basic meditation into my life for the past several months, and it's been 
I don't want to over uh, make it overly dramatic. It's it has been life changing in the sense that you gain so much more clarity around what you're trying to do. Which you know, as entrepreneurs go, right? We have nine thousand things going on, and our heads are spinning a lot of the times, and we're just trying to keep it all together and stay above water. And ninety percent of the time that clarity is that piece that's missing. And so Adam, let's get specific for a second. What sure. exactly do you use to meditate? When do you meditate and for how long? Just dial right in on those things. Sure. So I actually am a, a morning meditator. I have never had a meditation app or anything like that. Um, I have. So what do you do? Break it down. Sure. So I wake up and I um, get into the, the kind of connected position, I guess you could say, where your seat's on the ground, your legs are crossed, and back is straight and all that. And for probably 30 minutes, you know, I don't necessarily time it per se, but about 30 minutes every morning, usually about 5.45 a.m. or 6 a.m., um, I'm sitting there and all I'm trying to do is empty any negative, any negativity in my head and then fill myself up with any positivity. So I don't know if this is an actual meditation practice. <laughs> like if there's meditation is what you make it. That's what's really important. Fire nation. Now, honest question, Adam, have you ever fallen asleep during that time? <laughs> Absolutely. You're, I think you're doing it wrong if you don't. I love it. <laughs> so Fire Nation, Adam's going to be dropping some value bombs like this and more coming up in the lightning rounds. But first, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Love books, but never feel like you have the time to read them? Audible.com has a perfect solution. Listen to the books you've been meaning to read while on the go with an audiobook from audible.com. My top recommendation, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Whether you're at the gym, in the car driving, or just cleaning up around the house, audible.com provides over 180,000 titles to choose from. Plus, their app is free and works on iPhones, iPad, Android, and Windows Phone. You can even download and listen on your Kindle Fire in over 500 MP3 players. Not sure whether you'll like the book you choose? No worries. Audible.com has the great listen guarantee. You can exchange any book you aren't happy with for another title anytime, no questions asked. And just for listeners, Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial membership. Visit audible.com slash fire today and start your free trial. Again, get your free 30-day trial at audible.com slash fire. Building a strong team is a huge part of growing your business. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you that your business is only as good as the people you hire to help support it. But it's nearly impossible to find qualified candidates. You know, the ones who are going to be as dedicated to your business as you are. After all, there are only so many hours in a day. But posting your job in just one place isn't enough to find those quality candidates. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you don't have to sweat it. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Once you've posted, you'll be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll in ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Adam, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? As prepared as I will ever be. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think it was 
basic understanding of anyone can do this. Um, I think we elevate entrepreneurs in our heads when we're on the outside looking in. Um, and sure, there are your, your geniuses out there, your Elon Musks of the world, but 99% of the people building really cool businesses are just like you and me. And when you truly grasp that and internalize that, um, you, can, you, you realize you can go do anything. What's the best advice you've ever received? I will say serious people suck. And that was a motto <laughs> of our company for a long time. And it's, it's as simple as when you're an entrepreneur, or it applies really to anyone, but you can take yourself entirely too seriously. And you have to realize that like at the end of the day, Yes, the the impact you leave is important, but when you take yourself so seriously that it's not fun anymore, you're doing it wrong. I go back to The Office and Dwight Schrute. To me, that's just the image that pops up when I think of somebody that just takes themselves too seriously <laughs> in the corporate environment and why I ran away from there like a bat out of hell. Now, sure. Adam, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Big, big planner. And so I map out uh, every 30 minutes of my day and I set my, my one big thing for the day that I want to accomplish. Um, and then everything else on my calendar falls into place based on priority and anything that doesn't make it into those 30 minute time slots simply gets uh, pushed down the list until it's important enough to, to actually schedule in. So I live and die by my calendar. Um, and that habit has served me better than honestly anything ever could have. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. This is a lame one because it's one has probably been said a hundred times, but two, everyone already knows it. But um, Asana is is really big for me, just for as far as task planning. I'm a big, big pen and paper guy, and so I actually stay off of the internet as much as I can. So, like you know, with um, with your Shout out to your Freedom Journal. That's coming. Like I'm super stoked. I love stuff like that where I can get out of the computer and onto a pen and paper to really uh, to really move the needle forward. Now, Adam, if you could recommend one book for our listeners to join the guy at the bar on our bookshelves, what would that book be and why? It would be a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Um, which is, you know, if you have that one book you constantly give away to people, um, that, that's my book for me. Um, and it's just a book on the co- compounding effect of habits and how those truly extrapolate into determining the direction of our lives. And I always share that if you love that book, you have to read The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, which actually precedes the compound effect because Jeff was Darren's mentor for many years. So it's a great Oh, beautiful. So nice. The slight edge, Adam. Awesome. On it. Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Adam, I want to end on fire with you, my friend, with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure thing. So best way to connect with me, uh, I, I'm most active on Twitter at, it's at Adam Griffin. So A-D-A-M-G-R-I-F-F-I-N-B-T-Y. That B-T-Y is for better than yesterday, which is kind of a, a personal motto. And then I'm online just at 
Adam Griffin. So that's adamgriff.in. So a nice little uh, Indian domain there. (laughs) I love it. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Parting piece of guidance um, is just to treat every day as if you can become a little bit better than you were yesterday. And what happens is you fast forward 365 days down the road and you look back at what seem like inconsequential decisions each and every day. And you look back and you're an entirely different person and place than you were a year before. Mm. Um, and so building those habits into your life is, uh, is pretty powerful. Oh, you're going to love the slight edge. So Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with AG and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Adam in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Of course, you can check him out directly at Adam Griffin, B-T-Y, on Twitter, and he is adamgriff.in on the websites. And of course, The Guy at the Bar is a great book we'll have linked up on the show notes page. You can get it in Amazon. And I just want to thank you, Adam, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, JLD. Appreciate it. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. It's time to share your voice and message with the world, and our free podcast course will show you the way. Text podcast course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite.